All right, joining us now in the program is David Keene, author and film historian who uh, currently is working with the Niles SNA Silent Film Museum. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Mr. Keene. Good to be here. You have written a book about the, one of the founders of the SNA Studios in Niles, uh, a man not so well known today, but quite a giant in his time, Bronco Billy Anderson. What can you tell us about Bronco Billy? He was a true pioneer in the movie business. Got his start in movies with the Edison Film Company in New York, working in a film called The Great Train Robbery. That's one that everyone sort of, I guess, is familiar with from the original hit, the, the original Western. That's right. It was a big, big hit of its day, and he happened to be part of that. Bronco Billy Anderson is, is a founder here of, of SNA, and he winds up in Niles. How did that happen? His cameraman, Jess Robbins, discovered Niles. Immediately, Anderson knew that Niles was the place to be. Niles Canyon was a tremendous place uh, for Western scenery, as it is today, still. Yeah, we should point out for our listeners in, in the Sacramento area that you they probably have, probably almost everyone has driven through Niles Canyon at one point or another. If you've passed between Pleasanton or the Sonol area and what is today Fremont, you've probably seen this wooded area, which is really kind of for the coast range, remarkably, uh, remarkably forested. It's a compact area, too. All kinds of interesting scenery. Let's talk about what happened 90 years ago this week. SNA Studios is, is in Niles. Bronco Billy Anderson is making westerns, first cowboy movie star. But the guy that really becomes the legend of the cinema puts out a classic this month. Can we, let's, let's talk about how Charlie Chaplin came to Niles. Chaplin had been uh, with the Keystone Film Company before that. He was a, a, a stage actor with the Carnot comedians uh, on stage, and Max Sennett at Keystone hired him to work at, at that company in 1914. He worked there for a year. I think he made 34 films. And his contract was up for renewal, and uh, Anderson heard about it and went down to Los Angeles and made a deal signing Chaplin to come to work for him at the SNA Film Company. Probably a, a pretty good move on his part. <laughs> yeah, for several reasons, actually. Uh, not the least was financial end. Uh, at Keystone, Chaplin started out at $150 a week. And uh, Anderson signed him up for $1,250 a week, plus a $10,000 signing bonus. Which was an awful lot of money in 1914. It was a tremendous amount of money, yeah. Plus, Anderson had a, a feeling for the potential of Chaplin's uh, work in films and gave him a pretty free reign to do whatever he wanted to. In the year that he was with SNA, he made only 14 films compared to the 34 that he'd made at Keystone. So he had a lot more time to work on putting together a good film. Another factor for Chaplin was that he met Edna Purviance in Niles, and uh, that really changed the quality of his film making, too. He brought a softer edge to his humor. Uh, Chaplin's Keystone period, uh, he wasn't known as being a very likable character. He right. was funny, but he wasn't very likable. And right. I think Edna 
brought out not only the humor but the likability of his trap character. Interesting point. I've I've had a chance to look at some of the compilations, and and clearly they learned a lot. They were learning a lot in these pioneering days. But but yeah, in the in the Keystone films, which are often really short, Chaplin's just kicking people in the in the in the butt, and he's doing these these things that you sort of he does in his later films. But there is a there is a, rem- a remarkable lack of charm, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. It's it's ninety years ago uh, this week that um, he makes that really famous film, The Tramp. In Niles Canyon and at the studio in in Niles, quite a remarkable film. Uh, it was Chaplin being a city person; his humor had been oriented towards uh, an urban kind of feel to it, and uh, the Tramp is is very much a rural film. Right. Again, Edna being the uh, uh, woman of his affection brings on. Uh, not just the humor part of him, but uh, uh, pathos, as it was called, the the sad part of a love that uh, isn't returned. It made a a much more rounded uh, uh, kind of film to, you know, not just the the humor part, but uh, gave it a more emotional, personal appeal to uh, the film. Right. I guess at this moment that Edna Provence is finding this softer side of Charlie that that sort of tr- that shows up on the screen in The Tramp, they I guess are actually having an affair in Niles. That's right. Yeah, this was uh, Chaplin's first really serious love affair. Uh, he he'd had uh, a relationship with a, a a Keystone player before that, and. Uh, a childhood relationship, but uh, this was the first, I think, mature relationship with a woman. If you'll notice, um, again, in this Keystone period, uh, nobody was sacred uh, for Chaplin kicking them in the pants or, or doing something rude to them. He didn't touch Edna in this film. Pushing the guy in the lake, he's doing all kinds of nasty things. Yeah. Edna was really sacred to him. He didn't. He didn't abuse her at all. Right. In his SNA film. So I think that was another clue to what their relationship was like in Niles. I, I'm not a film historian, but I did. I did grow up in 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 Niles, uh, not far from from where they filmed The Tramp, and and I know that even as a kid, they would talk about this movie, The Tramp, and they would they would show you that famous scene at the end where Charlie doesn't get Edna. He doesn't wind up in the movie getting the girl, and as he sort of shuffles off, the iris of the camera closes down, and you have this sense that, like, he'll do all right. Things are going to be okay. There's a wistfulness to it that really is... I guess I guess you and other film historians would note that that's something that's a really a, a turning point in the Chaplin career. It is. Definitely, uh, it, it, and, and he realized that too. It's it, so much so that he used that same kind of closing scene in a couple of later films. Yeah, besides. yeah. I think Modern Times, even though his last appearance as the Tramp, more or less ends the same That's way. Right. Yes, it does. Now, uh, Charlie, I guess, was kind of a, a wise guy. He was only in Niles for a few months in the spring of uh, winter and spring of 1915, and I read accounts where you were describing some old timers saying he was. Pinching girls on the bottom and things and being a nuisance? Yeah, he was kind of uh, re, uh, living his Keystone character for real. <laughs> Again, except for Edna. Uh, he, was, he could be a pretty obnoxious 
character in person, and uh, he wasn't actually very well liked in Niles. Uh, certainly not appreciated for his humor off the screen. But uh, of course, uh, the people that he worked with at the company uh, really thought that he was the best person to work for. So it was quite a contrast between. Uh, his real-life relationship with Niles and the impression you got uh, on the screen of uh, his personality. And I gather, too, another thing that was sort of a part of film history that comes from Niles is that Charlie gets hooked up with his cameraman, the man that stays with him through most of the rest of his career. Yeah, Roly Tothero uh, learned his craft in filmmaking in Niles, and uh, was actually making a lot of the uh, Bronco Billy films, shooting those films, uh, while another cameraman was working with Chaplin and Niles. Um, after the studio and Niles closed down, Rowley went to Los Angeles looking for work, and uh, the first place he went to was Chaplin's studio. And uh, Chaplin remembered him and hired him, and. Uh, they ended up working together for the rest of Rolly's career. Mm-hmm. It's sort of funny for me. I went to go visit uh, visit your museum in, in Niles, which we, we should plug. Uh, the Niles SNA Silent Film Museum located, uh, where can people go? It's at 37395 Niles Boulevard in downtown Niles. It's the old Niles movie theater that was built in 1913. Uh, uh, an original Nickelodeon-era theater that all of the SNA personnel came to to watch movies, including Chaplin. When you're in that room, you know that Charlie'd been in that room before you. That's right. Now, the studio was right next door, uh, and it's sort of funny. I was thinking the fact that I was just in L.A. last weekend, drove right past Chaplin's studio, and he more or less went from from Niles, the studio that no longer exists, down to Sunset and La Brea in, in Hollywood, but um, but the bungalows, they built some bungalows that were attached to the studio that still stand, and I guess, I guess I understand you're living in the one that Raleigh Tothrow used to live in. That's right, yeah. Uh, Anderson himself bought the land and, and had the uh, ten bungalows that uh, uh, were built on that land uh, rented out to uh, cast and crew people. How's the construction, by the way, in the house from 1912? 19, <laughs> it's very nice. Really? Actually. Um, simple, but uh, very sturdy. It's a very pleasant place to live. Do we know which bungalow Edna was in? No, it's not clear about that, and uh, it's not clear about where Chaplin stayed either. Uh, over the years, there were rumors about uh, he stayed here and there. It was almost like George, George Washington slept here. <laughs> Every other place claimed that he, he lived there. Uh-huh. But, uh, there's no clear evidence of just exactly where he stayed when he was in Niles. Well, David Keene, we appreciate your talking with us, and I do hope that people will go uh, when they're in the Bay Area to, to your um, silent film museum. You are airing silent era pictures, I believe, every su- Saturday. Is that correct? That's right. Every Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. We show not just uh, local films, but um, some of the biggest names in silent films, Fairbanks and Mary Pickford and uh, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, We're going to be showing The Gold Rush on June 4th. Mm -hmm. Seems to be quite a 
large audience for those films today. We have live piano accompaniment with them, and uh, people really seem to enjoy the experience here. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to taking in uh, some of that, uh, that that same experience in the future, and I'm sure that many of our listeners would, would like to do likewise. Um, is there a website they can go to for more information? NilesFilmMuseum.org has the uh, film schedule as well as uh, uh, information about our annual Bronco Billy Film Festival, which is coming up June 24th to 26th. Uh, it's our eighth annual event, and... Uh, it has links to other websites, to lots of information about uh, the history of the museum and the SNA studio. All right. Well, again, David Keene, author and his film historian, thank you for talking with us. And, and uh, maybe we'll check back in June to see how the Bronco Billy Festival is going. Great. All right. Great. You're listening to Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. I'm Douglas Everett, and we have more in a third segment.